All right, welcome to the Real Revenue Show, where we help businesses grow and scale any business model. We're your hosts. I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust. Thank you guys for joining us. Dre, how are you, my brother? I'm doing well, man, but I, I, life life been beating me up, man. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to is, it. It's been beating me up a bit. It's cool, though. It's a part of it. Um, Kind of like what we talk about in this show, just in general, is the ability to you know, go through the rough times and go through those things and, and make your, make your way out of it on the other side. So a mm-hmm. couple rough patches, but as usual pivots, move on, learn experience and then get to it. So I'm feeling a lot better, bro. No, you know what? That's actually like why I enjoy this podcast so much because it's a business podcast and like we're both actively running our businesses and sometimes things come up. Like sometimes your schedule is too hectic to, to record. Sometimes mm-hmm. my schedule is too hectic to record, and it's because like we actively are doing these things. This podcast is a result of the 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 the, the limited free time we have in our schedules to give this kind of information out, which I like, I really enjoy it. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I definitely look forward to it. I tell people all the time now that people have been reaching out and talking. At the end of the day, it's still we're still running businesses. Like mm. this is not our full time gig. This is not. This is just more so um, a birth child of us just wanting to put people onto the information that we had, so that they don't have to make those same mistakes, right? Um, or have to learn in blood the same way that we have to learn in blood. No facts, and like this is also like a result of like, and I also love um, people you know uh, that are watching and listening right now they're not privy to our conversations before and after we record because we like go through like what's happening on your end what's happening on my end and um we give you guys a sneak peek of you know what we go through when we introduce the show but it's also just dope like hearing like the real life business um experiences you're going through mm-hmm. you know uh back where you are and and I tell you what I'm going through here, what we're trying, what we're trying to figure out here on my end too. So it's always really, really interesting. I got you. So before we took our last, you know, break, um, you hit me on, you hit me uh, during the week. You said, "Yeah, I really want to talk about generational wealth." And mm-hmm. when you hit me like that, like I, I've known you for a long time to know, like you have something that's bothering you, something like got to you, something mm-hmm. irritated you. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today: generational wealth. So what are your thoughts on generational wealth? So you know how I am. I question everything, mm-hmm. right? I, I have to question it. If I don't question it, then I'm not on your trust. It's just the way it works. And for a while, I was stressing myself out daily because as a performer or especially as a type A, my goal is to take over and control everything. Like right. I, that's just how I am. I don't ever sugarcoat that. Like if there's something in my vicinity, I want to have control of it. It's just how I work. Right. And, but then I started to, you know, I was overweight. I was stressing. Now I'm like down 30 pounds, by the way, I'm down from 223 to like, like I think I'm like 187 or 186. I like it. I, like I, it. I was stressing. I was overweight. I was not being healthy. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't even run a mile, bro. Mm. And that's something that I used to could wake up, go run three, four miles as a joke. Mm-hmm. So I got to a point, I'm like, okay, why am I stressing myself out so much? And I just kept on, the thing that kept on popping up for me was generational wealth, generational wealth, everybody in my family, everybody in a future family, everybody has to eat. And I started to really dissect that concept. Right. Right. Because we say generational wealth, but like, what's the number for generational wealth? Right. Facts, like what, yeah. what does that, what does it, that even look like? Mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to have a conversation and see if we could come up. And, and I have some of my own thoughts. I, I haven't ran this by Malcolm, so he'll be a right. test subject for today's, for today's episode. Yeah. Um, and I just want to talk about some thought processes and put a real number on it, like just just a ballpark number, right? Mm-hmm. My old number of generational wealth was a hundred million. Wow. Right. That was just I was like, yo, Andre Trust hits one hundred million dollars. Uh, I've won. Mm-hmm. Anything past that is like, okay, let's just throw some more cherries on. Let, let's go get some, you know, some icing. Right. Like everything past a hundred million is is that. Okay. So that was my, my, and my number is drastically different now. Okay. But I want to kind of come up with some things. So I'll ask you my first question, right? Okay. So like, let's exclude money for a second. Okay. If you had to get, and you know, if, if you had to get a head start, right, based on your life experiences Mm -hmm. and what you've been through. What would have been a head start for you that would have made you feel like, you know what? I'm ahead of the curve. Well, currently speaking right now, I'll be completely honest with you. It would have probably been enough to cover my college expenses. Now, I have siblings. I have four siblings. We've all been to college. We've all graduated. And I think... uh, that was that's the only thing like really looming right now is co- so that's the, if, if if like first thing that comes to mind if if I'd have got my college paid for I'd have felt ahead. Okay, so college expenses paid for right. So how how much uh, was your education in total? My education in total I would say it was fifty thousand dollars. Okay, so fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. I went to a private school for the first year and then I went to a public. It was, was 50000 a year or 50000 total? Ah, uh, total, total. Okay, so 50000 for the education. Um, let's just round up to 100000 Okay. Right, let's say 100000 for the education. All right, so then uh, let's try... What else do you feel like... If we're just running through a perfect scenario, what could have been some more things that, like, yo, wow, I'm really winning right now? Uh, if I would have had... Some, like I said, college definitely mm-hmm. won. If I'd had some seed money for a business now, prior to college, I did not want to. I did not want to go into business, but understanding how business works, if I'd had some some seed money to to start out with, that would have been perfect to kind of you know test mess up a little bit to to have that kind of freedom where starting out every move wasn't the most important move i had to make okay so what what if you had to put a number on it i would say i'm not gonna lie i would probably say 50 to 100. okay so let's just round up we always gonna round up so a hundred thousand yeah in seed money Mm -hmm. right for me um i'd like to have had a car that i wouldn't have to pay worry about the bill okay Right. So like transportation, I would say is like was something for me was I actually got blessed with that. You give me as like a present for Mm -hmm. for getting into the school and doing what I had to do. My pops was like surprised me with the down payment for my car and then took care of the the car payment for like the first six months. Something like that. Got it. Right. But like imagine just not having to pay for the car at all. So like, let's say, for instance, if that car would have been my, my first car was a 2014 Kia Optima. I remember that. And 
You feel me? The the, the red joint. Not yeah, not my mom's story of the '93 Corolla. Nah, I remember, you know, I remember I the road. I remember the road. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Like, but my first was that Kia Optima. I think that was about thirty thousand mm. off the lot. Okay. So maybe I maybe one of those cars. So thirty thousand off the lot. I'm writing all of this down, by the way. Gotcha. Get some numbers. I got my trusty calculator with me as well. <laughs> um. So thirty thousand for that. I think another. I think another thing that would have been dope was. So I realized why I was able to get ahead in my business wasn't necessarily that I had seed money, but I was working while I was in the Marine Corps. Got it. Yes. So while I was so while I was in the Marine Corps, all of my expenses, all of my bills were taken care of for the entire duration of me building my business. Mm-hmm. So I never had to worry about money. Right. So if I had to recreate that, it took me about three to four years to get my business off the ground. So let's just say five years of no expenses. Mm. Right? So what what would you say for an average young person? Let's not even wild out. Okay. Let's say a young single person, mm-hmm. they can obviously rent a room for somebody like, you know, things like that. So the car is paid off. We don't got to worry about the car. Right. <clears throat> um, You know, they'll probably have to take care of insurance. So that's not bad. But then they need a place to stay. So average rent, let's say for a studio, 1800 yeah especially if you're right. in new york or if you're in a big city so 1800 yeah um plus let's just say an extra 2000 in all things miscellaneous so all other bills food yeah. going out that's, yeah. that's too little no 2000 extra yeah i think that's perfect on some people 1800 yeah i think that's actually pretty good all right so plus 2000 if you don't have no real bills yeah i think that's pretty good so that's 3,800 mm-hmm. times 12. So that's 45,600 a year. And then we're saying for five years. So times five, that's 228, one, two, three. All right. And then I would also say, you know, possibly uh, for me, my biggest thing was knowledge. I realized that like, it's, it's all a game. Mm-hmm. So I would have I would have wanted an 800 plus credit score. Yeah, I think, I think that's like so 800 plus credit score is nothing to get when you know what you're doing. Yeah, it's it's nothing to have an 800 credit score, and that so that's free. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to have a price point for that. So that's free. Okay. Um, you know, let's say for instance, uh, that's not on our end, but maybe they have a life insurance policy. Um, okay. You know, but that, that's not really nothing crazy. Let's not include that one. That's more for the parent. Um, but for us as the head start, I'm trying to think of what else would give like a a real true head start. I mean, when you'd have no debt, yeah. And the head start. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of people, and because you mentioned this, but you mentioned like living expenses. I stayed with my mom until I was 25, mm-hmm. and I, my mom she didn't charge me rent either. And I had yeah. a hoopty car. Like, I had a 99 Camry, so I didn't have to pay on that either. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So that was, again, just bills that I did not have, and I was able to kind of focus my attention elsewhere. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't, like, thirsty for money. I was trying to make money, but I wasn't thirsty for money because I was trying to make rent. Or I was trying to... And I, I stayed at my job for as long as I could until mm-hmm. it started getting in the way from the business. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, because you, you mentioned uh, when you were in the Marine Corps. So a lot of people, they think I have to quit my job 
Oh to no, start no, this no, no, If you no. can hold out for as long as you possibly can while working your your job, and then doing something on the side, I I, I completely recommend it. You, you know my motto, man. Your first your job should be your very first investor. Mm-hmm. That that's that's how I think about it. I tell all of the people I coach, your job should be your very first investor. Why? Because they're paying you each month, so you don't have to worry about the bills. Right. It's very important. Your mind needs to be clear. Clear. It's tiring. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I know. But also, you want to be in a predicament where you'd rather be tired than stressed over having the bills come in, and then you got to shortchange your company. Right. So so far, we got college expenses. Mm-hmm. Seed money for a business, transportation, an 800 plus credit score, uh, free game on businesses. Right. If if they can have that or like, you know, they could supply that. So the, these, the next, I would sum up the next couple of things would be like knowledge about the journey. Yes. So like, you know, understanding what bills are for mm-hmm. real, understanding what, you know, credit cards are like I tell people all the time I think credit cards are the eighth wonder of the world right which is like an opposite opinion normally I hear people like no nah, they're negative nah. bro I haven't paid for a flight in almost like five years bro because uh, your flight points it's points yeah I, I don't pay for flights ever hmm. right so it's it's it comes back to me in that way I get buffers on my monthly hmm. it, it, it's so it's so beneficial you know having you know, so, oh, so that's another thing. I would like to have had a hundred to 200,000 in credit limits. Okay. By time I'm, by time I graduate from college. But so, but doesn't that but go free again? That, that, that works into the credit score though. Not, not necessarily. Um, cause the credit score is 800. Yes. Right. But then those limits is the dope part because it helps with the credit score. Yeah. I, I, I guess. You know what I'm saying? So, like that's, that's so, why I like. So like a the- maximize credit, maximize credit pro- portfolio yes. or profile. Mm-hmm. All right. So a maximized credit profile. Right. Maximized credit profile. And then I'm trying to think of like what else would like what would really be like. I guess I would want an established network. Yeah. Oh man. Right. Yeah. An established network that I can yeah. tap into. Which yeah. Yeah. Once again, I, luckily, I had my mentors. Yeah, man. I was tapping into their network aggressively. Yeah. And you right? know, so an established network. And I want people to kind of realize what's happening right now. If you're watching and you're listening, um, we've only mentioned money a couple of times here. But like, when you think of like the knowledge network, like the stuff you've like that—that that is also uh, looked at as generational wealth. Like, I'm so excited. Like, when my son gets older, and I can just kind of sit him down and teach him things like i can show him like this is what your dad went through this is what me and grandpa did you know what i mean this is what like we had to go through these are some of the pitfalls that we made that he can avoid if he wants to go into business you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so and i have i'm growing a network as well like i can like point him in like Yo, your uncle andre you know what i'm saying yep, or send him, send him over to uncle you, you, Dre, you get what i'm saying like i could i could i could send him to so many people that is a huge part of just the idea of generational wealth to me. I've already been talking with my older brother uh, for my nephew. Mm-hmm. Like by the time he's around like eight, he has mandatory like two week summers with me. Right. Just like, <laughs> right. We just, he's just going to get spoken into his ear off rip. He's going to understand. He's going to have all of these things mm-hmm. because it really is a template. 
So, so now I'm looking at it. I'm trying to think of some, some other thing. I wish, I wish we could have had uh so matter of fact, you know, I'll charge, I'll charge, uh, you know, our listeners, I'll challenge them as usual. You know, I got to do a challenge, mm-hmm. right? I really want you guys to just leave comments on what you think could have given you a head start. Notice I'm not saying generational wealth. I need to say a head start. And the reason that I say head start is because on my journey right now, I also understand that what makes success is failure. So if you're not in a predicament to fail ever, you would actually be very disappointed with your life, no matter how well financially you're doing. So that's that a that's a big deal. So how do we how do we get that in as well? You know, is how do we interject strife into our future kids or future grandchildren's lives lives so that you know they're not necessarily you know being soft. That's the best way I could put it. Being soft. There's a quote. I, I, you know, I butcher quotes all the time. <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, strong men make easy times. Easy times make soft men. Soft men make, you know, worse times. Worse time create tough men. Mm-hmm. Tough men. And it's a cycle. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I'm trying to do is create a, a part of the generational wealth is tough men, tough women, creating tough men, tough women, creating right. tough men, tough women. So it takes the burden off of one person having to provide all of that. Right. Right. So it's another part of generational wealth is also not being selfish in terms of like, you know, how are you supposed to live your life? If you're worried about the next 10 generations, you still get one life to live. Right. Right. So there needs to be a buffer that allows you to one, enjoy and live your life as well. Mm -hmm. So that you're not locked in and get to your deathbed and realize you haven't lived, you know, versus, you know, you have a large bank account, but you haven't lived. Right. But then also allowing some of that burden to be transferred to your kids. Allow some of those burdens to be transitioned to your grandkids because it's it's actually the right thing to do because burden is what makes us live good lives. Right. Responsibility is what allows us to live good lives. So if you're taking care of everyone throughout time, you're actually putting them in a predicament to recreate difficult times. Right. So there needs to be a transfer of responsibility as well. That was one of the things that was really on, on my mind heavily because, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm in a predicament now where I got handed down, you know, financially, we didn't have it. But my mom was brilliant mentally. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, your predicament is is what you have right now. It's not it's not permanent. What is permanence? Like she was just very, very big on philosophy. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have money in that sense. But my mom was extremely wealthy when it came to knowledge, patience, understanding, you know, assessing situations, being calm and making a decision. Right. And so those are things that can't get quantified in numbers, but still need to be a part of the equation. Because right now we're at for one kid to have all of those amenities that we just mentioned mm-hmm. is 458 K and knowledge okay it's not bad right you, you see like that's a whole different ball game yeah. than 100 million dollars that i was like focusing on yeah and then like not to mention like because we could get into life like your personal life insurance that you like you pass on because that's a uh a tool for wealth transfer as well life insurance that a lot of people don't know about you know what I mean, if you have a life, a quality life insurance policy on yourself, yeah, your, your kids and your wife and you know everybody can benefit from that when you you know pass on. 
Exactly. So, so now we're talking thing. about, let's say we rounded it up once again. Let's round up. We're talking about 500000 per kid. Hmm. So if you have three kids, 500000 that's 1. 1. 1.5 million. Mm -hmm. Right? 1.5 million compared to $100 million. Yeah, you was kind of wilding, bro. <laughs> but that's the thing. is like I'm so... It's because I hang out with guys who have that net worth. Right, right. So for me, it's like, all right, because I'm with them, I, I'm naturally wanting to aspire to the things that they do. Gotcha. Which is like, they live like ridiculous lives, by the way. It's like $100 million is... You, to think about like a billion dollars and then to think about the fact that Elon has like $124 billion of yeah. billion. Dollars, yeah. The hundred million, there's nothing that you can't do. This is the perspective. There's nothing that you can't do with a hundred million that you, that a billion, once you get to a hundred million, that's like being a billionaire that's, in terms of leverage. That's what I, I read that somewhere. Like, like as far as like, like, you know, things you can do and things like, it's not really that much of a gap mm -hmm. and you know, a hundred million to a bit. I did. I forgot where I read that, but I, I, I definitely read that somewhere. Cause it's also leverage. Banks are doing, you know, 10, 10%. Mm. As long as you have 10% of the amount that you want, it's a go. So if you have, even at a hundred million, if I wanted to, if I wanted to buy a company for a hundred million dollars, mm -hmm. all I would need to have is 10 million in the bank and give me the rest. Mm. Right. So even like, you don't even need a hundred million right. to control a hundred million because either way it's a risk regardless. It's just a matter of where the money is coming from up front gotcha but it's it's still a risk though no matter wh whether it's coming from you or not or not so that was something you know i really wanted to take away from this episode is trying to switch the narrative of completely turning over your life to the to generational wealth and stressing yourself out when each child takes about five hundred thousand to set them up for forever yeah and the reason that i say forever is because if you don't have any debt, your monthly expenses aren't really that bad. Like if 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 you break them down, Seriously. it's really debt that really gets to people. And and like we like I mentioned college at the beginning is like say I didn't go to college, but I just put a lot of money into my education, like away from school per se, right? I I, I wanted say I wanted to get certified in. Google ads. I, I was just acquiring skills along the way that are further help me with my business. Then it's, there's not 50,000 going towards college because college is about to be a little antiquated soon anyway. Yeah. Well, the, the way we look at college, I think yeah. a lot of uh, learning will be done like online and a lot of learning. More people will just kind of focus on skills rather than like that, you know, that degree. We have a friend who's making like over 100 now from online courses he took mm -hmm. in tech. You know what I'm saying? And, and nothing... That had, he did, that had nothing to do with his college degree. Nothing at all to do with his college degree. Like, he got his college degree, I think, in cinema, and he's doing something <laughs> completely, completely different. And he's making over 100000 now. So, that's where I think college is going. And, like, let's say we, we talk about people watching right now, and they're thinking about, like, before they have kids or they just have kids now... The idea of what you pass down, the idea of wealth, what you pass down, isn't uh, always considered money. It's considered resources as well. And mm -hmm. that's one of the things I want to get people to think about uh, as they're watching or listening to this episode. And, and, and I'll say this, right? This is what changed my perspective on all of this. 
So at one point, I was getting ready to study uh, for the GMAT. I was going to go get my master's. I wanted to go get an MBA. Um, some of the doors that were opening for me, I was like, you know what? It, it's just nicer to have it. Mm-hmm. I was going to try to go to like a Harvard, Wharton, or, or one of these schools. And I was studying for my GMAT. And what got me was is math whiz at it. Whiz at it. So I burning through the math problems. I was scoring like 90, like highest percentiles just in math. English, not so much, bro. I was struggling. <laughs> I was struggling very hard, bro. It's just, it, it just it wasn't set up for me. But this is what got me. Then I'm like, yo, you know what? Not to be a jerk, but I do have a little bit of money. Let me just pay for a private tutor. Bro, he turned me into, I can write better than 98% mm. of people right, right mm. now. Like, for $5,000, he turned me into a fluid writer. Mm. <laughs> like, grammatically correct. Yeah. I know how to structure sentences. I know how to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, okay. So I went to college for four years. Didn't learn anything. I mean, obviously we're young and right. things like that. Learned a little bit about English, but I didn't really learn what, anything that I was supposed to learn. And I'm now in a predicament to just pay a guy to didn't just teach me. So what is the point of college then? So 50000 versus paying somebody to privately just here's the answers. Right. It, it almost doesn't even seem like it equates. So, so that was that, you know, I had to leave on that story. That was, uh, you know, just something I was thinking about, but I do charge people to really conceptualize what they think generational wealth is because you have to, it's like a baton, right? It's like track. Mm. You got to pass the baton. You can't run the every lap race, for everyone because right, right. then how does that allow them to run their race? Right. Right. So that was something that I, t- I took a while on and was bothering me. That's why I hit you. I was like, yo, we got to talk about yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. I was stressing about it. I was losing my mind about it. I'm like, yo, I can't sleep a hundred million years to be on the board. Like, <laughs> how am I getting there? I'm doing like calculators out till I'm like 65. And I'm like, yo, by the time I'm 65, I should be at like a, a hundred to 200 million. But then like, once I get there, I might as well keep going. I was like, yo, like losing it, like losing it. Um, so I thought that was funny, and I talked it out with my partner a little bit. He was like, "You was going for hundred million? Wow!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "Dang, you know, I do be wilded out though." Nah, this is a dope episode. I like this. So, like, uh, if you're watching right now, if you're listening, comment what you, uh, what would have given you a head start in your in your race, all right? And what you think could give a head start in your kids' race, or you know, somebody else's race that you know uh, you care about and that you want to pass the baton to. All right, so with that being said, this has been The Real Revenue Show. I'm Malcolm. This is Andre. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Peace. Peace.